Hello and welcome once again to Value Nigeria with Ajibola podcast. It's 2022 and um, we're grateful for seeing a brand new year. It's another clean slate that we've been given. 2021 is gone and we have this year to strategize and to plan how we'll invest and how to do things profitably. I'm grateful for everyone who has listened all through since the beginning of this podcast sometime in March 2021. Thank you very much for being there. This is episode number 43, I believe. And um, your listening has made all difference as I always say. Uh, a quick review of um, 2021 showed that the Nigerian Exchange Group All Share Index appreciated by 6.04% all through the year 2021. We, however, know that the inflation rate um, of the country that the country experienced in the outgone year was probably in the high teens, so probably 15, 16, 17 percent average throughout the year. That means that the all share index uh, in the Nigerian market grossly underperformed the inflation rate. And if you invest by buying the index or by over diversifying, buying a large basket of companies, there's a big likelihood that you would have grossly underperformed um, inflation rates by copying the market returns, which was just 6.04% throughout the year. This is exactly the reason why we advocate for you doing deep research and buying individual companies, just buying a small basket of companies, concentrating your capital into good companies, and you stand a better chance of beating inflation and beating the real market returns. I just wanted to highlight that just so that we are aware of this fact. Just so that we even take it a little bit further, I'll, I'll be looking at the top 10 performers, uh, the top 10 companies that had the highest returns in 2021, and we'll be seeing if those returns were predictable, if there were things that we could have identified at the beginning of the year and are taking advantage of pos- like positioning in those companies just so that we could uh, enjoy those returns. So the number one company in the um, Nigerian exchange group, in the Nigerian stock exchange that had the highest return was Morrison. So Morrison ended the year um, at about 1 Naira 99 Kobo with a returns of about 300%, 306% actually throughout the entire year. Now someone can look at this and say, wow, 306%, I wish I had owned that company. I would have made a lot of money. Now, why would you have owned Morrison Industries? I looked at their results and it's a loss-making company. It's a company that has negative equity value. So what that means is that the liabilities of the company is actually higher than the assets of the company. So if that company is liquidated, the shareholders will be owing people that the company is indebted to. Okay, So it's very, very unpredictable still loss-making. I checked their Q3 results. They are still even in a larger loss-making position than they were in 2020. So absolutely unpredictable. I can't even tell why Morrison Industries is heading the list um, of companies on the Nigerian Stock Exchange by making 306%. The next company on the group is Royal Exchange Insurance Group, and they ended the year at about 80 cover making 207% in the process. 
Now, could this have been predictable as well? Difficult to tell. In fact, during the course of the year, Royal Exchange was suspended by the Nigerian Exchange Group and that was because they hadn't released their 2020 audited results in the time period which the exchange gives them, which is within the first three months of the year. They only released their audited results sometime in September, which is way behind schedule after they had been suspended. And uh, in that audited results for 2020, they were loss-making, which is still continuing uh, their loss-making position of um, 2019. So 2019, they made a loss. 2020, they made a loss. How about 2021? So, so far, they released a Q3 result in 2021. And in that result, they are still loss-making. So we have a, a company that is persistently loss-making from 2019, 2020, 2021. And uh, even their equity, equity position has gradually diminished from a position of about $7 billion in 2020 audited results to just about $1 billion in their Q3 2021 results. However, this company is still the second best performing company on the floor of the Nigerian Exchange Group. I had a look to see if they had done a reconstruction or something to which might have affected the price, but I didn't come across any information like that. So was this predictable? Is this something that we could have keyed in to take advantage of at the beginning of the year? My answer is no, absolutely not. The third best performing company on the floor of the Nigerian Stock Exchange is Lasaku. It's also an insurance company and they closed the year at 1 Naira, 3 Kobo, going up by 194% in the process during the year. Was that predictable? Absolutely not. Lasaku is doing well. They are a fair insurance company. However, they achieved these results by reconstructing their shares. So it wasn't an organic growth. It wasn't as if the company actually grew organically to this price. There was a share reconstruction, I think, sometime in the middle of the year. I might be wrong, uh, but that's what comes to my mind. The fourth performing company on the floor of the Nigerian Stock Exchange is Vitafoam PLC. And they ended the year at 22 Naira 50 Kobo, thereabouts notching higher by 188% in the process. Was that predictable? Absolutely yes. Could we have identified this company at the beginning of 2021 and keyed into its growth prospects and, you know, to make the most of this capital appreciation? Absolutely yes. So these are the kind of companies that we should concentrate our efforts on, okay? These are the kind of things that we should concentrate efforts in finding and keying into. The fifth company is Champion, Champion Breweries, ending the year at about 2 Naira 45 Kobo, going up by 184% in the process. Was this due to improved results by the company? Absolutely not. The only reason this company went up this much was because it was subject to acquisition during the year. Okay, So a big brewer was buying them and because of this, the share price appreciated this much. Was this predictable at the event at the beginning of the year? Probably not. Honeywell Flower is the number six company on the list, um, going up by 183%, ending the year at 3 Naira 40 Kobo. Was this due to improved results from the company? Probably not. It was mostly due to the fact that Honeywell, comp- Honeywell Flower Company was subject of acquisition as well at some point during the year. So because of this, the share price appreciated. 
The number seven company on the list is Name Insurance, and that went up by 179%, closing the year at about five naira. Was this predictable? Probably not. Name, is, Name Insurance is a good insurance company. They are quite fair, doing quite well. However, they were also subject of a reconstruction, of a share reconstruction at some point during the year. So the, the growth in share price that we see is also not organic. It's just due to the reconstruction of the shares in a bid to meet up with the recapitalization deadline that insurance companies have. The next company on the list, the number eight company is um, CHI, that's Consolidated Hallmark Insurance PLC, ending the year at 77 Cobo going up by 140%. This is another company that, <laughs> another of the lot of the insurance companies. Was this predictable? Probably, I, I don't have an answer to that. I've not really taken time to look at their books. But I'll tend to lean on the side of saying, no, it wasn't predictable. The number nine company on the list um, is University Press Limited, that's UPL. It ended the year at 2,994 Kobo, going up by 129%. Was this predictable? Yes, and that's because it's a fair company. If you know how the printing industry works and you understand them, then they were predicted. So it was a predictable result, and one could have keyed into this at some point during the year. The number 10 company is Regal Insurance, and... Um, Ended the year at 47 cover, going up by 113% in the process. This is not a company that I've, I've personally looked at, but doesn't catch my fancy. It's not something I would spend my time looking at. And with that, we've covered the top 10 com- companies that performed best in 2021 on the floor of the Nigerian exchange. The reason I went through that is just so that you can see that there is a lot of luck and unpredictability that goes on in the market. Not everything that goes up 100% is what we should be chasing as investors. Okay, We should only be focused on companies that are growing, that we can predict, that have an expected end that we can key into. Wasting your capital by just chasing everything that walks around the corner, you know, like chasing everything that's, that looks appealing is a waste of capital and is a waste of your time as an investor. There's a lot of luck that goes into things, into, into investment returns, okay? So concentrate on the parts that skill will get you and hope that luck carries you along, okay? So today, I will be going ahead by talking about how to invest profitably in 2022, what are the key areas that we need to concentrate on? What are the important things that we need to, to take cognizance of even to invest in 2022? Okay, It's the beginning of the year, as we have said earlier, and everyone is trying to strategize. How do I invest in 2022? What do I do? What are the best industries that will return the most value? Or how will the coming elections in 2023 influence the stock market in 2022? People are wondering what the di- what direction the central bank will take concerning interest rates. People are wondering how this interest rates hike or reduction or you know maintenance would affect companies on the floor of the stock exchange and which companies they should key into even to to take advantage of this. Well, congratulations because I have answers to all these questions for you even on today's episode of the podcast. I just encourage you to listen very attentively. 
and you won't miss the key sectors or the key companies even to buy even in 2022. I can predict that there will be lots of seminars going on. People will be, you know, organizing seminars all over the country with exorbitant gate fees or entry entry fees telling you come come listen to the key sectors of 2022 if you don't invest in this sector if you don't invest in this this industry then you miss out on all the gains that 2022 has to offer well i'm offering you the same information for free don't waste your money on attending one seminar or the other trying to find out what the key investment themes of 2022 is my advice to you is this. Nobody can predict the future. Okay, Just forget everything that people have told you. Nobody can predict the future. If someone can predict the future of the markets, that person probably should be richer than Bill Gates, richer than Jeff Bezos, richer than Elon Musk, all put together, richer than Danguti. The reason nobody is as rich as those guys is because nobody can predict the market. If somebody is telling you that, come, let me show you where 2022 gains will be made, that person is probably lying. If the person knows where the gains will be made, he will put all his capital in those areas. People are not philanthropists. People are not um, that um, um, altruistic. The only reason they are inviting you to those seminars to come and pay and listen is because they are trying to make money off you. It's the hard truth, but it's nonetheless the truth okay there is no key sector there is no key company there is no key extra information that you should be aware of to invest profitably in 2022 there are only a few key things to be aware of and that's number one invest only in industries that you understand i can't hammer this point enough we have said it right from the very beginning of the podcast don't invest in things or industries that you do not understand. Invest in industries you understand. Number two, make sure whatever company you're buying is the top is in the top two of their industry. Okay, is either they are buying the best or the second best in that industry, and the reason is because the best or the second best will most likely have a moat. They will most likely have a competitive advantage that is in- intrinsic that is durable, that is long-lasting and sustainable, okay? Number three, make sure whatever company you're buying has management that has skill and integrity. And number four, don't buy such companies at an exorbitant price. Try to buy them at a price that is well below their intrinsic value. If you can put all these four rules together, I've been hammering these rules since the beginning of the podcast, you don't need any other prediction or you don't need anybody that can tell you which industries or which companies to buy. Stick to those four rules. Don't waste your money attending one seminar or the other just because you are trying to find an edge. You are just seeking to take money, to make money off you. And with that, I'm just going to end this episode right here. And I apologize for... You know, sending out this episode a day late. Usually we release new episodes on Sunday. We'll try to go back to that schedule. I pray 2022 will be a profitable year for all of us and we'll only have good experiences along the way. Thank you very much for listening and do have a profitable week ahead. Bye.